Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. I'm here with Dominic Damaski. Welcome, Dominic. Hello there. Right on. We're very happy to have you on this show. If nothing else, to explain to us what the title Don't Double Bread the Fish means. That, 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 I can't imagine where that came from, but focus for a second, if you could, on the title of your wonderful book. I, I will do so, sir. Thank you for having me. Right on. The, the title of the book, Don't Double Bread the Fish. I am a former restaurant owner. In, in my past life, when I was a little younger, I had a restaurant, and we, we sold a lot of fish at the restaurant. And you, when you fry fish, you bread it, and then you um, throw it in the deep fryer and put it on a bun, and it, that's the fish you serve. There was a point where... I made a decision to double bread the fish and some bad stuff happened. And that's where the title of the, the title of the book comes from. <laughs> I want to know what bad happened. First of all, when you double bread something, explain that to me. You, you bread it once you've put the flour on, do you cook it and then double bread it again? Is that what you do? Well, in, in this case, what what we used to do, and we didn't do it often, but sometimes you, when you're trying to cut corners or save a buck, you do things you shouldn't do, and that was when I was double breading the fish. So uh, on a on a on a busy to make night, it look bigger. That was the goal, right? No, the 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 goal was to make it appear or seem fresher. Ah, interesting. So, uh, how does it how does it accomplish that? That's interesting. Okay, so when you when you bread a fish, originally you put it in the the flour, you put it in flour, then egg wash, then breading, you throw it in the deep fryer. On a busy night, you might do fifty, a hundred, two hundred pounds of fish, but tonight you might get ahead of yourself and bread too much fish. But you could serve it the next day or the day after that, and it's pretty much all right. But what happens is that breading starts to get wet from sitting there and soak up. Get, it doesn't. It's not as crisp anymore. And what you can do is put another coat of just the breading on, mm-hmm. and it, uh, and then throw it back in the fryer. And pretty much, if it's in the first day or so, except for being a little crisper, you you might not realize that you were eating double breaded fish. Now, when you do it a week later, you could kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I and you're here today to tell us that you did not kill anybody. <laughs> no, I, I did not kill anybody. I I might I might have made a few relatives sick and a couple customers mad, but other than that, uh, nobody nobody got nobody died. We're, 
we're already getting a sense for your character with this wonderful first story you told us. But the book itself is about storytelling and really your stories. Um, you know, you're a proud, loving father, I know, and a devoted husband and uh, own, it sounds like, a couple of businesses. Um, and uh, we want to talk about that. Tell us why you wanted to actually write this book and, and were so passionate to get the, get the words on paper and get the book out. I, I would say there's a, a couple, it was like the uh, couple things combined, the perfect storm, I'll say. And so to start off with, when I was young, I grew up, uh, my parents were real supportive, but I had a big gap between my front teeth and a, a goofy looking chin and a belly. I looked like E.T. And I, I growing up, I loved sports. I tried to play basketball. I got cut from all the teams. I got beat up in school here and there and at one point my dad gave me a motivational book and I always give him credit for it it was called um, the world's greatest salesman by Ogmandino and um, one of, it was a motivational book and I loved it and I read it over and over and over and one of the stories in it was there was scrolls things if you repeated 30 days in a row in a row they became like um, habit and one of them was I must persist until I succeed so I carried these books with me, and I read more Del Carnegie and Norman Vincent Peale and Napoleon Hill. And as I had ups and downs in my life, I read more of these books, and I got to the point where I started to think, I got some interesting stories. I, I think I could do something like those guys did, and I decided I need to tell this story, and that, that's where it came from. Terrific. And, and, and what is the the, the, the purpose of the book is it inspirational is it what is it going to help us do better it's definitely inspirational and the book while i am in it it's more it's more through my eyes stories that other salesmen told me other parents told me uh stories about when i was a young kid or when my dad was young or something like that but what it's going to help you do i always say i'm just the messenger it's a, this book is for anybody who ever got cut from the team, anybody who's ever been broke, had a tough day being a parent, and, or you've been down and out, and this is just a book to say, hey, maybe I could get through it. It's not so bad. I could, I could fight on, brush myself off, and fight another day. Huh. You've, you are now a commercial insurance salesperson. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And I have to tell you, that has got to take a tremendous amount of courage to become not only an insurance salesperson, but a commercial insurance salesperson. I mean, I'm a born salesperson. I'm meant to be on this earth to uh, help understand the wants and needs of customers and to help them uh, get excited about you know changing the world, certainly in life tips and other things. But that must be a challenge for you. You've got a lot of knowledge. Tell me about your interest. How did you get into selling insurance? And then I want to backstep and talk about some of the other amazing things you've done in your career, which make your journey so interesting. But why insurance? Tell us about that. Okay. Well, having gr- I grew up in family business. I, my dad's a landscaper. So mm-hmm. I, grew, I grew up in family business. And then I did some bidding of jobs for him and things like that along the way. Mm-hmm. And then I left there and I went into the restaurant business. And when I was in the restaurant business, I was sitting back by the 550-degree oven 
and by the deep fryers for 12 hours a day. And I'd see the people coming in in their fancy suits. And I always thought, wonder what that guy does. Wonder what that guy does. And when things didn't go so great in the restaurant, I got into sales. And then I, at first I sold yellow page ads where you were in and out. You, you sold it, you were out. You never saw the people again. And I thought, that wasn't for me. I liked business. I wanted to help business owners. I liked being around it. I, I get a, almost a buzz from being around business business people, and I thought I could help them too. And I, I like knocking on the doors. I like meeting people here, and their stories actually helps me a little bit. But, and that's, a, that's why I enjoy it. You're so likable. I I hear your tone of voice, and I just want to give you a hug. It's the strangest thing in the world. But I want to ask you about, so who buys insurance from you, and, and, and why do you think they connect with you? Because you have this quality about you that's really kind of amazing. Can you, and is that part of what the story is really all about and your book is all about? So, again, who buys insurance from you, and, and why do they connect with you? What do you think it is about you that makes you so uh, engaging. I don't know how to better describe. Well, I'm I'm honored by the, the the way you're talking, but I I I'm a believer in. Um, I just go out and I talk to a lot of people. If I talk to them about business insurance, health insurance, their business, maybe something else going on with their business, and when you're out and about and you're talking to everybody and you have ways to help a person eventually they might they might refer you to somebody or your current customers might ask for help with something else or a buddy might say, Hey, could you do could you do the borough or could you help my friend out? So I'm I'm always out there. I don't mind knocking on the doors. I'm not afraid to go out and walk through a new person's business. I get kicked out a lot of times where they'll say, Our people did a cold call or did you see the sign that said no solicited? And I say, Hey I'm just here to drop something off or I'm just here to introduce myself. But so those things happen, but anybody. You, you have, uh, you must have had to have been pretty tough with a self and creating good habits and overcoming some of these, let's call it social popularity uh, you know, challenges that you were had experienced early by being cut from basketball teams and beat up and, um, Tell us about that courage. Is that uh, has that been a real driver for you? And particularly that book, the world's greatest salesperson. Why? Tell us how you found this courage and this inward, inward, you know, strength to do all that you've done, which is to create a pretty successful life and a very successful book. I I always say that even the book, um, it's a there's a lot of it is about finding success. So I'm I'm not claiming to be a Olympian or. Uh, a gold medalist or whatever, a tight in anything you want to say like that. But I think when I was down and out or anytime I've been cut from the team and, or even beat up, I, I never took it so hard. I, I lived to fight another day and I probably did fight another day, but I always saw it as I got better. When I, when I failed, I just brushed myself off. I tried out for the team the next year, or shot 200 shots every day for another year. And, then the next year you made it. Or when, when I was uh, in restaurant business, you, you worked hard and all of a sudden you had enough money to start a restaurant business. Or in sales, you knock on enough doors and you made a sale. So I think that uh, we'll call it 
stick to itiveness. I think a lot of that came from, hey, I fell, but you brush yourself off and eventually you uh, succeed. Same thing with the book. Hmm. Let's take a break, everyone, and back with some really uh, interesting questions that that literally talk about picking cigarette butts off the ground and, and rising to success from there. Back in just a minute, everybody. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G-Digital.com. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Let us help you discover the keys to success. The keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org. CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past, and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream. And ROI Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org. Mondays. At- and now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Dominic, thanks so much for being on the show today. Hey, thank you. Hopefully I'm, I'm doing all right for you. You're doing a great job. Um, I have a question for you, and here's an interesting question. Have you ever sold insurance and your book and double-breaded fish to the same person? Huh, that's, uh, that's interesting. I... <laughs> Maybe, I, possibly? I, I, I would think, I don't know about the double-breaded fish, I, I don't know. I, I would think some of the people were through my restaurant because it was on a major highway, and uh, 
I don't know. I, I would think some of them were probably customers. So I, I, That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that would be a good good thing to look up. That would be so cool. The whole. Now, tell us a little bit about some of the other jobs you've had because it, it, you, you have, you've had a colorful uh, road up to this point and, and love to hear more about that. Okay, fair. Um, well, you can, I had just about every job there ever was. I, I worked, like I said, I worked for my dad in, in landscaping. So with that comes snow plowing and digging ditches and picking up the cigarette butts. And I sold yellow page ads door to door in little towns the size of uh, like there'd be a hundred people in the town and they'd leave you to sell ads for six months. I, uh, I, I've been a waiter, uh, a waiter in a funny hat. I used to work at TGI Friday. I was a kitchen manager, uh, and got locked in the freezer one time. So there, there's been a lot of them. <laughs> wow. That's, how did the getting locked, locked in the freezer for a long time or not? Uh, well, was I locked in the freezer for a long time? I was like an hour. To, well, the thing of if you've never been locked in a freezer before, when when they I failed to mention that the lights were shut off on me when I was locked in that freezer. Oh my! And when you're when you're cold with just a, a polo shirt on and you're locked in a freezer, you freak out pretty fast. So I was probably in there only about ten minutes, but I was. Uh, I, there's a story in the book. It's called Fight or Flight. And there's points in your life, I'll say, where you've got to be willing to fight for what you believe or you've got to be willing to walk away. And that was one of those points where I had to fight. Once I made my way out of the freezer, it was time to fight. Now, you're not always going to win all those fights, but that was one of those ones where I definitely had to fight. There was no walking away. That's, that's a remarkable story. Did, did you win the fight after you got out of <laughs> Obviously, you did. Is winning the fight just walking away from the experience, or was it literally a fight with the person that locked you in the freezer? Uh, well, in, in uh, fear of incriminating myself, I probably shouldn't answer. But that day, <laughs> although, although uh, I'm a pretty scrawny guy, that day I definitely won, and he might have went up in the air for a little bit. And truth be told, one of the customers saw what was going on and called the corporate headquarters and say, hey, we saw some crazy stuff there the other day. And so a few days later, I had to answer to management. And that's actually when I say that there was the fight or flight. I, I, walked, into the, I walked into the management and they asked what happened. And I was willing to walk away. I told them what happened. I, shook, I stuck out my hand ready to get kicked out. And they said, hey, we understand you had to do what you had to do. And that was that. Wow, good for you. What a great story and a great ending to the story. That's, that's, that's a powerful story. It really is. What advice do you have for particularly teenagers you know, in similar situations that you've been in that, that have that sort of environment that they're living and breathing and working in all day every day? Can you comment on what, what advice and thoughts you have for them? Yeah, I... I I believe this wholeheartedly, and this is kind of off the subject, but I'm glad you asked the question. All I can say is I treat everybody equal. I am nice to everybody. I'm nice to the, not nice, I try to teach my little kids that too. I'm, I'm nice to the 
I'm nice to the dishwasher. I'm nice to the owner. I'm nice to the old lady sitting in the corner. I'm nice to the guy walking down the street. And you can kill him with kindness. Uh, I was all those people. I was the lowest guy on the totem pole or the guy that got beat up or uh, a basketball player at times and the owner or the dishwasher. And I just think you treat everybody with respect. You treat them all nice and I hung out with the nerdiest people, the most popular people, the 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 goth people, the whatever you want to say, the athletes. I just I tried to be nice to everybody, and eventually it all worked out. I guess. Such a great belief system that you bestowed really upon yourself. Did you learn <laughs> this golden rule of doing to others as you would do it to yourself? Did you, at what point did you learn that? I mean, did someone teach that to you or is it, do you think it's DNA related? Is it your, is your family like that? Or is it just who you are and who you chose to be? Uh, I'll, first of all, I'm going to give the most credit to my mom because she is as sweet as could be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she'll probably send you a card thanking you for having me on by the time <laughs> I'm off the air. But uh, I think when I was young, I, no doubt I was obnoxious. No doubt I have regrets for people I said things I shouldn't have said to. Or I'm sorry for the girl I threw your books out the window one time. I'm sorry. I have so <laughs> much regret. But looking back at it, in the more that I was punched in the teeth or had the teeth knocked out, and looking back at it, I just say, man, I'm sorry. I regret it. And I just try to get better every day. Huh. I get the feeling, however, that you were kind of maybe a funny guy, a clever guy, you know, class clown at times. You know, is that right or accurate? I don't know why I think that, but I just I think there was a positive fun energy around you. Yes, no? I would agree with that, but what I'm saying is <laughs> I'm working on a story for another book, and I'm, I'm going to tell it here, and you can tell me if it's good or not. There was a time I... I ran for class president at school and the other guys had, had uh, the more popular kids or whatever you want to say, they were running for class president first and had the fancy signs. And I had two of my friends, I said, Hey, could you help me make some signs? I want to run for class president. <laughs> so we, we had signs with like Beavis and Butthead on them. Beavis and Butthead <laughs> said, vote for nachos, vote for Dominic. And there was, we take notches to it or pictures of uncle Sam that said, uncle Sam wants Dom vote for Dom. But in this story, there were still older kids at the school and they, uh, ripped all my posters off the wall and probably caused thousands of dollars of damage to the school. Cause every time I go in the bathroom, we're all stuffed in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win the presidency? No. And the bad thing about it was, I the, probably the the shoe ins that should have won it. I think we ended up splitting the vote, and then a a third party snuck in and won it. <laughs> I'd view that as a victory. And it, to answer your question that you asked me, I think that's a great story. <clears throat> what did you learn from that experience? Hmm. I, I I haven't. I have the story. I I think maybe I I haven't found the the theme to that yet. The but, epiphany. Yeah. Yeah, the epiphany. But what I usually do is I, I start writing a story that I think about it. And then sometimes the epiphany comes to me. I, I think, ah, I shouldn't have done that or I could have done that better. <laughs> or or why, why did I do that like that? 
So <laughs> you can help me with the epiphany. Well, I think that you don't need any help at all. I just think your storytelling ability is wonderful. And the way you tell stories with your voice is really equally as powerful here. Um, who do you want to get a hold of you and, and how can people find your book? Go ahead and give us the, the full scoop on on, uh, on what we need to know and what, what kind of fans you're looking for out there and who you want to get a hold of you and how they can do that. I would love anybody... Like I said, that it's thinking, hey, I could have a I could have a better day tomorrow. It's not that bad, or uh, just a little pick me up. I'd love to give you that pick me up. And my books on Barnes and Noble and on Amazon dot com, and but I also have my own website. It's called motivationchamps dot com. Motivation motivationchamps dot com. I I sign every book that leaves there. If you're ever looking a motivational speaker, I'd love to. I'd love to do that too. I'm trying to get into it. I'd love to talk to you. But www.motivationchamps.com. Check me out. There's a lot of fun stuff going on there. And Dominic, can people get a hold of you on Twitter? Oh, definitely. I'm posting inspirational messages all day long. At DomD1000. At DomD1000. Everything from Benjamin Franklin to Donald Trump to my own original tweets to stuff out of the book. Check it out. I'd love to have you. You've been a great guest today, Dominic. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Right on. Until next week, everybody, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, and rich with stories like Dominic's today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.